Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We are back. What is up? Bennett, how you doing? Actually, we're going to get right into it. Bennett's heated. <laughs> Bennett's very upset. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, let's get right back into the topic. Yeah, Blaine sent us an article, and uh, reading it just got my blood hot. You were just to adjust my mic. I was peeking. Just so the people at, uh, at, at home know, I've known Bennett for a while, and I've, I don't think I've ever seen you angry. I, it's like, I, 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 yeah, there's a lot of, ang- there's a, these, these, uh, these waters run deep and they sometimes <laughs> run, uh, run angry. It doesn't happen often, but oof, <laughs> things get under my skin. Um, so yeah, we have a, uh, we were going to talk about what's been happening in Texas. Um, they're banning a buck ton of books. A lot of them aren't really in the curriculum, but it's like taking books out of the library because apparently you could just call up. The state yeah. and say, yeah. hey, like this could, offends me, and they'll take it out. Exactly. You list a complaint. So uh, Blaine sent us an article of, like, 50 books that were banned and the specific complaints that were Fucking lodged ridiculous. against them. And where they were, where in Texas they were from. A lot from Katy, which is right outside Houston, which I've been okay. through a bunch. No surprises. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, one from Katy was a Michelle Obama biography because it spoke uh, ill of President Trump. That was why. That's why it was banned. That's crazy because most things speak ill of Trump. Like you just put his life on paper, you're speaking ill of it. Yeah, just facts don't look good. Yeah, yeah facts don't look good. Like that's that's just it, it is what it is. Like that's what are you it, gonna do? It's like in looking through the list, it's about uh, anything has to do with uh, your sexual identity, queer identity, uh, anything to do with lots of things to do with race and racism, that's lots of things to do with nuts. sexuality, like things you know, just normal fucking things that kids might want to read about. Yeah, this whole idea, like, if I don't look at it, it's going to go away. Like, people are going to be gay. Yeah. It's like, Always like, have. Like, we understand that we're not the only planet in the solar system. Why can't we understand that gays have been around mm-hmm. forever? Forever. Forever. Yeah, I, all I, over the world. You know, uh, there was this fun There was this fun article. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up again, but it was uh, presidents who may be gay. Because <laughs> they're like saying statistically, it doesn't make sense. Like statistically, there's no way in hell there hasn't been a gay president. Yeah. But well, you know. there's like definitely rumor. I've, you know, I've heard rumors about uh, Mary Todd Lincoln and about um, a couple of Miss First Ladies. Was it not FDR's first wife? Yeah. Eleanor is another one you hear about. I mean, Lincoln seemed gay. Yeah, he was I a don't, and that world must, famous wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, so uh, one thing uh, that I know that we brought up that you touched on, which we're we're from two different areas. So right, you're I, L- you're L.A. born and bred, and I'm from the other L.A. from Louisiana. Yeah, and like things about burning, not ban- burning, but I mean we're uh, you know we're gonna burn uh, books. Like, they've already like, been a bunch like, of books you know a few feet away from ba- from burning books. But like when you talked about banning books and like structuring curriculums that fit your identity of what the world looks like as opposed to what reality is, uh, you get, you, that's, that's why people in the South still think the rebel flag is a cool thing to do and why, because we've, in the South, like you're in, indoctrinated to these things. Like there's an ideas, uh, like uh, organizations, I'm going to refer to my card so I get it right, yeah. uh, like the United Daughters of the Confederacy. Which oh, are like, fuck them. Like founded, you know, Founded in the late, late 1800s and, like, were there to be, like, you know what was good? The Confederacy. Yeah. <laughs> and they made statues and they, you know, supported veterans. And, like, they did those things, which are which was definitely one thing. But the other thing they did was push the idea that the South was justified in there and that it was yes. not about slavery, which every, you know, all historians agree that Civil War is about slavery. 
Yeah, the, but but we were taught it's about states' rights. It's about the war oh. of North. The war of northern aggression was a term that I got. I was learned as a kid, like the war of the northern aggression. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because like Fuck. We, we were slaves. Were hey, we had slaves. They were fine. <laughs> this was the idea that like was pushed on us. Like I didn't see any like gruesome slave photography until I started like listening to rap albums and like you see shit like real photos and like real you know. Until yeah. then, it's like it's like. Because even as a kid, you go visit a plantation all the time. It's just, they're everywhere still. So you yeah. go visit a plantation, you go on the tour, and they're like, "Oh, this is look at this the you know the yeah you know, look at these the grand ballroom and the except you know the kitchen and this is slave quarters and then look at this over here and it's like it's so it's so breezed over so fast or they've been torn down and put something else in place <laughs> and forgotten about and then that's that's what happens when history is curated is that people huh. people don't learn. They don't learn that slavery was really fucking awful. Yeah, I, you know, you make a great, because, like, obviously, I'm, my, the way I was raised, who I am, the tone of, like, the color of my skin, like, it's never going to be switched in my head that slavery was good. But I do <laughs> remember, like, uh, Northern American history, like, books I had, and they'd have, like, these illustrations of slave time, and, you know, these slaves were fully clothed, they had smiles on their face, and they mm -hmm. were picking cotton, and it looked like they were just farming, they're like, these are slaves, and they didn't really paint a gruesome picture for like what it actually was. No. And that's so subtly, it's like very subtle and inaccurate the way that, you know, a normal white kid would read that and be like, man, I guess it's not cool to have slaves, but eh, like you said, they were fine. Yeah. And like, that's why the rebel flag is a sense of pride for the South is because it's like, you know, my great, great, great grandfather, like these northerners came and wanted to change our ways. So that's because you know, we were rebelling against the North, trying, you know, trying to tell us that, our states' rights were were wrong, and that's the thing is states' rights. That's the same echoing that's going on way back then, all the way now. And it's like it's like you know, hate the phrase dog whistle, but like <laughs> it's a fucking dog whistle. Like Bro, it's a it's a fucking whale whistle. <laughs> it's, a fu <laughs> it's 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 crazy. Like like you said earlier, like we're not moving backwards. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, this country like we're very good at sidestepping. Like we we don't go forward, we don't go backwards. We just kind of move, we shuffle to the side a little bit, like a fucking Goomba and yeah, like one of Super it, Nintendo. Like one of those Goomba's an offensive term, right? Goomba. It was like I mean, it should if, be. if you were to call me a Goomba, if I hit your car and call me a Goomba, I think I'd, I'd be like, what the fuck did you used to call me? <laughs> I'll call it the G word. Yeah. <laughs> to be safe. To be safe, I'll call it the G word. But yeah, at least it has a soft A at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. We're fucked. We're yeah. fucked. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, always. That's the thing is like, always. Always. Like, I, I, you know, my, my soapbox is out already, but like, our, this country has never been in a good place. Like, this country has always been based on misinformation. Like, the whole reason that people moved over here was because of misinformation. Like, it's yeah, they're like, come to America. It's gonna be fantastic. Like, don't worry about the Native Americans that are trying to kill you because you're on their land, or the disease, or the lack of food, or Bro. it's like that's that's people were tricked here to begin with. Like, yeah. that's that's how we live in a country of people that want to be tricked. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even say like everybody's been lied to. There's just like this. Yes, everybody's been lied to, but like you said, this misinformation and then the internet coming around us being like openly talking like, yo, this is not how it is. And the only answer you get is like, well, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, you, the most famous phrase in the English language, if you don't learn from history, you'll be doomed to repeat it. But here we are. 
It's Here like, we like they would compare George Floyd to Emmett Till, which I don't think is the same thing, but kind of is. Mm-hmm. Like there and like I don't want to keep bringing up George Floyd. I don't want to keep talking about it, but I also don't want people to fucking forget what happened. Like you know, this wasn't some deranged murderer with an AR-15 running down a corridor killing people. It's a guy who was approached by the police for having a counterfeit $20 bill. Which could not even anybody. And it's not even a fucking felony. It's not even a, you know, like the thing is that whole situation escalated. And then with all these people around, this dude screaming he couldn't breathe. Like all these other cops, this dude just knelt on his neck until he died. And then for eight or nine months after, we pushed this conversation like, was he wrong? Oh, yeah, he was wrong. Oh, he's a bad apple. And like, what the fuck? What the fuck? No. It's, and this, and I, I fear that this whole situation, when they put it in books, it's going to turn into this other thing, like this fucking fable. Yeah. Like, there's, we're going to be long gone. And there's going to be another and another and another. And we're never going to fucking learn about it. Yeah. Oh, man. Now like I'm the, getting fucking well, The thing angry. is, like, the only, and this is, this is like, the, the silver lining that, you know, may cut you to. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, because there's so much video around today is that there are, like, and, you know, the, that is the one difference is that, like, it can be stopped sometimes. It can be prevented sometimes. Like, justice can sometimes prevail as opposed to, like, never having a witness around Never ha- and like that's maybe I mean I'm trying to find something nice here to say like I don't yeah, know I, I mean even uh, even for the one of the most famous videos that I like that broke this entire city oh, with yeah. Rodney King um, it didn't matter if it was yeah. on video it's always like the uh, people are like oh at least it's on video like nothing has really changed like the, yeah, yes they're wrong. they're yeah. slowly uh, they're slowly bringing some police officers and. Uh, I guess evil people to justice, but like we're just seeing more of it. Yeah. It's not like, oh, this is going to be a oh yeah, you're going to see all these cops. Like I think it was last year, it was like fourteen hundred or something. Fourteen hundred people were killed by police. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not the number one cause of death in America, but that number should not be in the thousands. No, like it's not another civilized to protect country. and then, like, serve. Like that's nuts. That the cops are going, and like the one thing that we don't talk about that number of 1,400 or 1,300 or 1,200, whatever, killed a year. One thing that we don't talk are people who have emotional damage, actual trauma, and PTSD from their interactions with the cop. Yeah. Like, we're not talking about the ones who got beat up or the ones who had their rights taken away or the ones who were strip searched or pinned on the ground in front of their family. Like, we don't talk about those. We talk about the deaths. Mm-hmm. And when we add those numbers up, whoo. We're in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fucking wild. And there's no there's nothing like like you were saying earlier, like this performative political bait of banning books mm-hmm. and what people should learn. Holy fuck, man. We gotta be talking about the issues at some yeah. point. Well, that's the thing, like these the books that are gonna be banned are talking about the issues. They're talking about what happens when you're uh, you know, a, a single black student in an all-white school or what happens whenever you're a, a, a young Latina girl growing up in Texas. Like, these are what the books are banning. Like, they're talking about people spoiling their sexuality through summer. It's like normal human experiences that aren't ultra-violent, that aren't ultra-anything. They're just fucking normal human experiences uh, that are being banned because it ruffles somebody's feathers. Dude. Which, conversely, 
This is the, you know, another one of the silver, like, not a silver lining, but at least it's fucking funny, that uh, as of right now on the list of books that's banned is the Bible. <laughs> because because someone submitted it. Because the Bible is full of violence and incest and uh, sexuality and deviant sexual acts. And, Ugh. like, speaking of misinformation, god damn, I can't believe that, like, I got cooked, kicked out of Sunday school. Mm-hmm. I just asked a simple question. One simple question got me kicked out of Sunday school, and that's, how did God get here? How did God, who created God? Oh, well, Obi, God created himself. Uh, that doesn't track, homie. Yeah, 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 My mom told me that there needs a mommy and a daddy. So why don't we learn about mommy God and daddy God? Where's this, where's all? No, no, no. God is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. Uh, doesn't explain how he got here. Yeah. No, he created himself. See, you keep saying that. It doesn't make any more sense. You, you keep saying that. It's like, oh, well, all will be revealed to you. What, what do you mean? I'm asking a question. I'm not getting an answer. All right, we're going to call your parents. Yeah. <laughs> and that's enough <laughs> of this conversation. Yeah. What the fuck? Because <laughs> well, that's the philosophical end of that question. It's like because he wanted to. Like, well, that's okay. Like, and, you, and, and guess what? It's all part of his plan. Like, well, I don't, I, God, I hate his plan. I don't, I don't think religion should be banned. I think people should have religion. I think people should have faith. Of course. Sure. Especially like, you know, if you're not... A lot of people who practice religion are people who have nothing. Like you have, you need something to believe in. And mm-hmm. like, I appreciate that. Like if something is teaching you to do good and you can set up a culture where people care about each other and care about where they're coming from and care about their environment. Great. But I feel like we're only concentrating on the fucking vindictive side of religion. I mean, it's like these the, the pseudo Christians that are around banning books today. It's like Jesus would not. You know, someone who did go to Catholic school for a fucking long time, like second grade and senior year, and read Oof. and read lots of the Bible and, and took lots of theology classes. Like that guy I learned about, that that Jesus from the Bible, uh, fucking hates most of these giant preachers. He would he would you know personally braid a whip and in like in fucking whip Joel Olstein's ass, dude, for changing money in his temple. Like that's the Jesus that like I read about. Yeah, the you no, know you're a hundred percent right. And like somehow along the way that his message got twisted. Into this, like, if you give me money, you're gonna get money too. Oh yeah, I and, and it's fucking it's because all because it. that one book you could read read the passage however you want to read it and interpret it however you want to interpret it. I re- I remember this famous like we had like a uh like a graphic Bible like a graphic novel Bible yeah, Bible yeah. and I I remember this one like illustration when you open up this piece and it was both pages and it was like it was a picture of Jesus like looking Almighty standing on the steps of this giant church, like with a whip in his hand, like kicking out all these like merchants, like about how they could not sully the church and like the teachings by trying to profit off of it. And I like, I remember like going into my church, they'd have like a little gift shop right there. And I would never go in there. I was like, (laughs) you know, I always thought like, Oh, I caught these guys like they're, but it, it never made sense to me. It's like, you would literally learn one thing and then everything around you, Mm-hmm. Everybody who's teaching these uh, these things to you are doing the other thing. Yeah, and because that's the, I mean, that's you know fuck that's the religious trick there. It's like you do do what I do as I say, not as I do, and that's that's goes hand in hand with most religious son of a bitch authority figures. Not religious people, but religious authority figures. Oof, they love to do that shit. Yeah, like did you like you know we're streaming off topic here, but there was a preacher in New York that got robbed live on on stream on during service and got like. Almost like a quarter million of jewelry taken off of him. Oh shit! I did hear about this. It's that like, is it's hilarious. Like shit like that. It's like 
is that's is that Christ like the dude who told you to sell all your possessions and follow him? <laughs> that guy? Like the guy who would wash all his followers' dusty ass feet from walking around the Middle East all day? Like that guy? <laughs> that's the guy that you're you're wearing all that jewelry for? Bro. I, uh, have you ever seen the show Royal Gemstones? Yes, I've seen the first season, but yeah, yeah, I haven't got so, not caught up. Yeah, I I would say that they fucking hit the nail on the head when yeah. it comes to evangelical churches. Just like the whole idea of using God as a shield mm-hmm. instead of a tool. It is like yeah, instead absolutely. of a tool for a good. To, instead of a tool for good, it's a shield from whatever the fuck I don't like. Is there a good Christian? Like that's like the, you know I'm a good Christian. I'm a God fearing. You know, whatever, whatever that is like the first thing that people mention whenever shit goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'll never understand the the emotional like physical mental gymnastics that people do in their religion to make sense of absolute evil. Yeah, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. I am hoping I can talk to somebody. We should bring like somebody who's like a, like a father, like an actual priest, yeah. and talk to him. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I I'm down to talk to anybody about religion. Yeah, I, I I'm so down. I'm so in. Um, but yeah, man, I I think we're gonna be diving into actually like emotional intelligence today, and like yep, what like, that means for mm-hmm. our kids and what we went through growing up. And so, yeah, like it's one thing in my head and this is just in my head. I could be completely wrong for everybody else out there. But one thing I know is there is, there is, you can draw a straight line from emotional intelligence, how you were treated as a kid, how you internalize some things based on the religion you grew up with. Because a lot of that is just like, "Mm, you're going to hell. You yeah. do that. You think about that. Oh, you're going to hell. And that takes a lot to get out yeah. of. Yeah. Wait on me a lot as a kid. <laughs> well, I want to hear all about it. Let's take our first break and we'll be back. We'll be back with more Papa Don't Preach. Hey, hey, we are back with more Papa Don't Preach. So we're talking about emotional intelligence today. And, you know, last week we got into rough housing, rough play, just how that was good for mental health and physical health and everything. And it sparked a new conversation, emotional intelligence and like what emotional intelligence actually is, how to teach your kids how to express themselves and how to deal with their emotions properly. Like, you know, we, sometimes we demonize kids for getting angry or getting, you know, upset with some, some things, but I know you're dealing with this right now. Yeah. Yeah, You're you're currently going through this part of it. I think, uh, I don't know if it's more recent development. Definitely. It definitely wasn't around when we were kids, but like the fact that having emotions is a good thing and something that needs to be talked about and acknowledged and like labeled. Yeah. Uh, cause like our oldest dude, he's going to turn three miles uh, he's had, you know, as we call him, big emotions since he was an infant, like since he was as long as we could remember, like mm-hmm. he'd get frustrated and have big, like, you know, throwing things like just tantrums. Yeah. Like if he gets corrected, he still like wants to throw things. You know, he just he has big emotions. Um, So everything we read and everything, you know, we talk about other parents 
was talking about, you know, labeling them and like using, like, you know, not denying the fact that you're angry or sad or whatever it may be. Uh, so we have like a couple of books, like we have this little flashcard series of like, you know, this is the angry monster and this is the <laughs> sad monster and this is a happy monster. And so it's like, it helps him like label, like he started calling things like he's like, Oh, it, make, it makes me scared. Like, you know, things are making him scared, but it's like, he doesn't have like the right words for like, I'm nervous, but I'm not nervous, you know? Yeah. So it's been really, really helpful. I mean, I, I mean, it's essential. Like it's been essential to making him like, a functional human, yeah. you know, because it like it's yeah. I mean, he he's a kid that throws stuff when he gets frustrated, or you know, sometimes he pushes when he you know he gets corrected. So it's like you know, but also he apologizes and he's also sweet and he also you know wants to be on by himself sometimes. Like all of those things are all normal human things, and it's really good and essential to like label those things as opposed to when we were a kid, which was just like you know, it's into our room. Like yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's so funny, like. Our, our whole generation, our generation before us, having emotions was like a bad thing. Yeah, totally. You know, being upset or... Boys uh, don't cry. I mean, there's, you know, there's a fucking song about it. Yeah, Boys don't cry. It, it's it's <laughs> kind of wild. And like, you know, we're learning now kind of the fallout of men not yeah. coming to terms yeah, with We're seeing actual, it, yeah. Yeah, we're watching we're it in real time. Yeah, yeah, taking tiki torches in <laughs> the, on the steps of the Capitol. <laughs> People that needed to talk about how their, their anger. Yeah, and, you know, like um, in every family... There's different dynamics that uh, that sing, uh, that only child has, or the oldest has, or the youngest has, or the right. middle child has, and like I I remember one thing that I know I had as a that I like the label I assumed the label that I I had was uh, Obi will be fine, you know it was mm-hmm. always Obi will be fine, and I like embraced that whole feeling. I just you know people would step on me, they take my shit like. There would always be something that, like, now I'd be like, that's some fucked up stuff. Yeah. But at that time, it was like, ah, you know, we'll get over it. It's fine. And I, like, always had to, like, find my own little corner to kind of be like, <laughs> you know? Like, I, re- I would tell my mom, you know, I, it was embarrassing, but, like, I would always tell my mom that I was, like, throwing shit in my room or playing real hard or something in my room because I had so many fucking holes in my wall. Mm-hmm. And it was all from punching the wall or, like, I... I specifically remember one part and like, I don't remember how it happened, but I do remember getting in a fight with my mom, like over the phone, over some fucking bullshit, something mm. that didn't even matter. And the next thing I knew I was on, I woke up like I, I like, it was almost like a dream and I got up off the floor on the landing. But I, like when I started to put the pieces together, I passed out. Yeah. I was like so angry. I had like this rage moment and passed out and I was like, holy shit. I need to fucking chill. Yeah. Like I need to fucking chill. But yeah, um, learning how to manage and express your emotions are like really, really re- like important. And like we've, we have some notes <laughs> on what we looked into. Yeah. On how to get on the right track, if you will, with teaching your kids emotional intelligence. Um, so Bennett, uh, step one. Uh, well, let's go. Emotional intelligence, the uh, definition is uh, the ability to understand, manage, and express one's emotion in healthy ways. So healthy ways. As opposed, and like I, you know, a couple episodes ago, I talked about me twisting a bottle in my hands and throwing it across the kitchen. Like, <laughs> we're, hey, we're all works in progress here. Yes, you know? yes, yes. <laughs> like, we're all trying to express ourselves emotionally, and sometimes it's not the most healthy ways. But literally, like, Nat and I, uh, my wife and I were talking the other day, it's like, 
she was hanging out with some moms like, oh, you're so patient with the kids. Mm. And it's like, I don't feel like I don't like I don't feel like it like a lot of the times. But I think it's. Uh, I completely blacked out of my point there. I'm <laughs> so sorry. I just derailed completely. That, Let's keep on with the cue cards. Well, I, so <laughs> I one thing I felt <laughs> One thing I feel you in, one thing I feel you in is anytime somebody tells me like, oh, you're such a good dad or like, oh my God, you're so patient. Like when I'm at the store and I was was freaking out Mm -hmm. and I pull him out of the cart, I sit him down, we do this breathing thing. And like, I live in a black neighborhood, so I'll have like, you know, random, uh, random auntie come up to me like, oh my God, you are so good with this kid. (laughs) Oh my God, you are so patient. Cause you know, like. She's slapping her kids out their shoes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and they're grown and they mm-hmm. ain't coming to visit anymore. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, same thing in like the white trash Winn-Dixie I grew up in. Like <laughs> kids were getting slapped all the time. Yeah. And that's, it's, you know, there's times where like me and Ozer and I'll grab him by the arm. I'm like, yo. And he's like, ow, you hurt me. And I'm like, oh shit. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I was like, I'll like grab him like, Ozer, you need to listen. And like, oh yeah, he's a toddler. He doesn't understand. He's freaking out. And so like I've one thing I do learn I've I've learned is like recognizing your kids' emotions. So whether it's the extreme negative or they're angry, one thing I learned is getting to their level, like literally getting to their level, getting yeah. down on one knee. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's human nature, but like when you're looking at something bigger than you, like we're intimidated by big things. Like, so like I'm like his dad, his daddy, you know, I'm mm. this like oh I'm he thinks I'm huge. He thinks I'm the biggest mo- dude on the planet. And so, like, getting down on his level and, like, hey, you got to breathe right now. Tell me what's going on. And he's, like, it's so funny. Like, I, oh, there's, like, that split second where I'm, like, ugh, I regret this. Where I'm, like, Ozo, what's wrong? He's, like, uh, well, the, the guy, and he said, and the game, and I'm, like, ugh. Yeah, we, <laughs> Take like, a in, the, in those cases, we're, like, I can't understand you. You got to use your words, man. Yeah. You use your words, bud. Like it, especially if if he's if he's being called Bud, I'm not happy. <laughs> That's it. That he's gonna get that. He's like, is he's gonna get that soon? And he's gonna be like, <laughs> he's gonna, hey Bud, can you come here? Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> uh, like the other, like speaking, like kids copy us and like reflect our ways. And I think like probably we ended up a lot because of the way our parents acted. And one of the things yep. that that Miles caught me doing, and I have to be really aware of it now. Uh, so we've got our dog, Charlie, let Dar- Charlie had to go pee in the morning. Uh, I always forget to close the kennel up. Our youngest dude always gets in that kennel <laughs> every single time that door is open. So I always go like, damn it. Um, and so another thing he loves to do is he turns his bottle upside down and just lets the milk flow. So I go, damn it. Uh, so miles, I did the other day and I was like, oh no, Miro, let's get the bottle. So miles starts going, damn it, damn it, damn it. And like stomping angrily, like. Out of nowhere. So, like, I, he saw that I was expressing anger over those actions. So now I got it like, okay, it's like, now I have to be, okay, hey, it's okay. We're okay. It's just a mistake. So now I have to be aware of how I treat my anger around my kids because they are little sponges. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I can't, I have so many stories of how my mouth has gotten me in trouble. <laughs> and, you know, I remember, uh, you know, Ozo telling me like, oh, you can't say fuck. And I was like, when did I say that in front of you? <laughs> like literally seconds. And I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oops. But yeah, you know, he's, he's right now, he's very, he's very intuitive. And, you know, when he sees that I'm upset, he'll come, hey, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, he tries to do the breathing 
exercise that I do with him on me. Yeah. When I'm perfectly fine. What, like what just, is the breathing exercise you guys do? So like when, whether it's like folding his clothes or putting away his toys or no more iPad time or it's bath time mm-hmm. or it's bedtime or you have to finish your breakfast. Or he doesn't want, like I said, you can't have an ice cube right now. Oh yeah. You can't like whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is that you can't or not right now or a little bit later. And he starts getting upset and ramped up. Get on one knee. I'll be like, Ozo, breathe. We're going to breathe. And I just go, I'm like, do what I'm doing. Inhale, exhale. And he just, you know, he's, I, you notice your kids ticks when like they're going through a moment yeah. and he'll start to like pull and twist his hair. Like he'll grab like just both hands in the air and start grabbing his hair and like twisting it. Like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like he doesn't know what to do with his hands. Mm-hmm. He, and I can tell that his, your emotions are out of whack right now. Let's center them. Like it's okay to be sad. It's okay to let it out, but breathe. Let's breathe, breathe. Tell me why you're upset. What's going on. And then I talk to him and I would tell you like, even these little practices, because I'm telling you, 99% of the time, he's going to freak out anyway. Yeah. He's, if he doesn't like what he hears, he's going to freak out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we can't do that right now. The sun has gone to bed, and so should you. <gasps> well, ah! And we'll just do it over and over <laughs> mm-hmm. again. And, you know, at this age, that toddler age, what I've found in my household that really helps is a mix and match. Regulating those emotions, getting to express them talk about them and then quickly switching the subject yeah like ooh, yeah it's like ooh, look at this i believe i believe <laughs> magicians call it misdirection oh yeah it's like it's like it, it's another parenting skill that it's you know uh, i can't remember what the proper term is for it but it's uh it, you're directing them in something you're there oh, yeah, somewhere else like, but oh, I'm sorry. but it is important to like acknowledge and validate emotions uh because that's that's how you make a good human being like good human beings shouldn't have their emotions all stored up inside oh, yeah. of them yeah, there's, um, uh, it's actually one of the notes that we have is seeing emotions as an opportunity for connecting and teaching. Yeah. So like those moments, like you can learn a lot from your kid and how they're dealing with something and how you can act, act the next time. And, you know, I am not a very patient person and a lot of people around me have been like, oh, you're, you have a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. You have so, a lot of patience. Same here. Exactly. And like, I don't think I have any patience. Mm-hmm. Like. Somebody like walk up to me, hey, good morning. And I'm like, hi, you motherfucker. Like it's yeah. just right there. I'm gone. I'm out of it. But a lot of that has come from raising a child. Like Absolutely. You know, you just gotta you gotta sit there, you gotta deal with this moment. Mm-hmm. They're having a moment. And you know, every single parent has the same thing where you're with a two-year-old, if you know, they're they're like 25 months. They literally just turned two. They got a couple words. Mm-hmm. You're trying to communicate and you're just looking at this kid like, oh, I can't wait until we can have a conversation and just talk. Cut to two years from there. You're like, oh, man, you were so much cuter when you couldn't say anything. <laughs> Please shut the fuck up. God damn it. Like, oh, I got to hear about every little thing. And, you know, there's I can see him talking about something that happened to him at daycare mm-hmm. and him starting to get upset about it. And I'll be like, oh, well, that sounds fun. Well, that's not nice. He's like, yeah, it's not nice. It's not nice. <laughs> you know, like Shannon was telling me a story about him, her picking him up one day. And he like is literally explaining to her that there's a bully at the yeah at the school. What was that kid's name? Bernard. Yeah, name names. Yeah, he's stealing kids' money. What? Bernard is stealing kids' money. This Bernard. Yeah, Bernard sounds like a piece of shit. Yeah, roll up. Yeah, I, Bernard's going to walk out of school and be like, oh, Ozo. He's like, that's Bernard. I'm like, hey, Bernard. How what? Kapam! Just give him a, you didn't have to hit him. Just give him a good uh, shoulder check. Oh, yeah. Just one of those 
one of those like hip checks, mm-hmm. take his legs out, be like, oh, I didn't see you there, Bernard. Oh, let me help you. Just take his wallet. Yeah. And this is healthy because we're talking about our emotions. <laughs> and see, now I'm getting it out and I don't feel like beating up a six-year-old. Yeah. I, that, I feel better. That definitely deserves it. Yep. I, I feel it. I feel it. Um, so how do you validate your kids' feelings? Like, so when somebody is with a child that is losing their shit, mm-hmm. how do you, instead of going to, because I have this problem, I'm a problem solver. So I like to get to the solution real quick. Right. But by doing that, sometimes you cannot validate someone's feelings, especially your child, and they don't learn that that is okay to have those feelings. So in your experience and in your own, in your own life, like have you seen yourself getting validated or those missed opportunities? How do you deal with your kids? It's, it is tough because like sometimes there's stuff he's really struggling with and sometimes – he wants to watch Blaze and the Monster Machines in my car, and I don't have a TV in my car. <laughs> you know? So you have... It, Poor. <laughs> <laughs> but then we'll listen to the, the, uh, the, I'll listen to the soundtrack I got on Apple Music. <laughs> oh, Apple Music rich. Yeah, there we go. Hey, middle class. <laughs> <laughs> Not Spotify. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> Thank you for uh, putting our podcast on Spotify. <laughs> My wife has Spotify. We're we're fifty fifty. Oh, good, house. good, good. Yeah, but it's it, it is it's a challenge. Step it up, title. All right, go ahead. <laughs> it is a challenge because it's either something they're affecting you directly with their with their anger, sadness, tantrumness. Yep. Uh, but you still have to grit your teeth and like make it be like, okay, I know you're angry, but this is what we do. Like mom and dad, don't do you know? We do this. Look at what the you know you know look at the people in your life and try to like put the picture in his head of like what behavior should be or mm-hmm. like, and Hey, and it's so, you know, mistakes happen. It's okay. And just try to be like, not make everything seem so dire, you know? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, uh, I have a, a, a certain example of validating my kids feelings that turned out in a hilarious way. <laughs> um, so Ozo has this little game on his iPad, which is basically moving a ball down a track and all these different obstacles and there's sometimes he gets stuck on a level. And two months ago, he'd get stuck on a level and launch that iPad across the room. Like, ah, I don't want to play it anymore. It's too hard for me. And like the way he says, dude, it's, uh, this is not for me. It's too hard for me. <laughs> and I was like, yo, yo, we don't throw things. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like, it's okay. Put it down. Let's breathe. Let's do something else. Let's play a different game. And, you know, through trial and error, learning how to deal with him now, he's still going through that same shit. Yeah. And now when he gets really upset with the level, like he'll like shuffle, like angry shuffle off the couch, like walk across the room and place the iPad down and like slap it and walk the other way. And I'm like, huh, is that better? I mean, it is like that it, is. And like, it's just really funny. Yeah. Like he understands that like throwing it is not a good way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And from that three steps that it took for him to get off there and take it over there, once he like puts it down and like gets angry and walks away. I can literally see him like moving on to the next thing and like, daddy, I need your help here. I need your help here. Yeah. Like he's already going into problem solving. And like, that's another thing problem, like teaching your kids how to problem solve when they are yeah. upset and ask for help too. That's another, yeah. that, cause that's another thing is like, as a little dude, like miles did not want help with anything. Mm-hmm. So we got like, I think it was this Christmas. He got one of those wooden train sets that like, you know, the magnet oh, wooden yeah, trains. Yeah. Like we got it, timeless would, toy. Oh, totally, yeah. it's still great. But like when we first got it, drove him fucking insane because he couldn't get it together. <laughs> so Nat finally, like one day, like sat down and like it's okay. Like, like 
calmly showed it to do it. And now, like, he'll just pull it out and be playing by his trains by himself and setting it up. But, like, when we first got it, like, it's just, like, he was so fucking pissed because he couldn't do it. But it's about, like, like uh, cultivating that patience and, like, it's okay to be frustrated, but yeah. it's not going to be, it's not going to make it better if you throw, if you do these things, like, you know, take some deep breaths as we do, like, we try to do deep breaths too, or like, you know, like, look, you know, look at mama, look at dada, like, you know, tell me how you feel. That's the other thing is we really try to like ask him how, because he like little dude has a lot of words. So oh, yeah. like, <laughs> so, like try oh, to yeah. ask him how, like ask him what's going on, ask him how he feels. And like that also like, so he gets it off his chest as opposed to like, just Tell him, like, like no, like, blowing up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you? So like one thing, like I see a lot of like some of the anger and stress that I had growing up manifesting in my child, and I don't mm-hmm. know if it's hereditary or if it's something that he's picking up from me just day by day. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. I I I was telling this story with uh, our our older pod about how we're all we're all playing Mario three together right now. Mm-hmm. So. You know, he wants to play, but he gets super angry when he dies. Yeah. Like, he just, like, doesn't understand the mechanics, and he's learning. So I'll play for, I'll play it with him, and I'll play for him. And, you know, I'll get to a level, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this level growing up. And I was like, man, I remember I used to be scared of this level, and then, like, I die. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, though, I'll just do it this way. I die. And I'm like, oh, God damn it, okay. What do I have to do again? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's what I got to do. And then I die. And then I just, like gripping the remote and I can hear it cracking in my hand. I'm like, God damn it. And all of this while I'm playing, I'm forgetting that my son is next to me. And all of a sudden I feel a little hand on my back. He's like, it's okay. Let's try again. And I'm like, holy shit. We're not playing anymore. Let's go outside. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's like, I realized trying to teach my child emotional intelligence while trying to teach him that I have none. Yeah. I have none. I wasn't raised with any. <laughs> I don't know how to deal with it. Something makes me mad. I'm mad. Something makes me sad. I'm sad. Yeah. Like that's just the way it is. And like, there's the opposite side of emotional intelligence. And you know, when you're happy, you know, and like how to take those moments and enjoy them. Cause I know one thing that I have, I forgot the name that my therapist gave it for me. It gave to it. But when something good happens to me, I can't just be happy. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, something terrible is going to happen now. Oh, look, I found a hundred bucks. I'm going to get cancer tomorrow. Like that's, it's like, I, I assume something bad is going to happen, yeah. uh, happen to me because I wasn't like just taught to like smell the roses at some point, like enjoy the, like, the little wins that we get day to day. You woke up today, you're breathing. Great. You have food in the fucking fridge. Amazing. There's a roof over your head. Fantastic. Oh, you having a bad day? You can call a friend. Look at that. Like I don't get to. I take advantage of these things and like, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm hoping that there's a way I can just teach this to my son and walk away and be like, yes, he's got it. <laughs> but I know it's work. Yeah, I know it's work. It's, it, it's, you know, the goal as any parent is to be better than your parents before you. And, it, you know, I think we're both trying at least. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> we're trying. And like, just so everybody knows out there, like we talk about the things that we don't have growing up. In my opinion, we both turned out pretty fucking awesome. And that is a good tip of the hat to my mom and my dad. Yeah. And, you know, like whatever flaws they may have, they've raised three awesome kids. So they're lucky. Yeah. I mean, despite. <laughs> no arguments here. I think your mom did a good job. Yeah. I think my parents too. I think your parents. <laughs> 
No, no, they did. Uh, my parents did the best they could with 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 their parents. Like they did pretty fucking good. Sure, I know my grandparents, and I'm just like, holy shit! I'm they su- did the best they could. I'm surprised my mom didn't murder me in my sleep. <laughs> surprised I didn't get drop kicked down the stairs, just like running down the stairs, and my mom just be like, I can end all of this right now. <laughs> hey, that's an improvement. It's an improvement. Yeah, they're like, we're all learning. We're all learning. And uh, emotional intelligence, we're definitely going to talk about it again. And uh, it's an evolving an evolving, evolving task that we're going to have because at different age, there's going to be different challenges. But we're definitely going to talk about this again. And um, it's very interesting, very interesting sub- subject. But we're going to take another break, and then right. we're going to come back. Uh, so, yeah, guys, stick around. This is Papa Don't Preach. Oh, and we're back. Thank you guys for sticking around. We're at the end of our pod right now. We're going to get to one of our favorite segments. In other words, uh, so something that we all deal with as parents, even as people, even as men, women. I mean, it doesn't matter. Everyone. Yeah. As the book says. Yes. Gender curious doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what you are. As long as you have a heartbeat, you're going to do this. And that's poop. (laughs) So today we're going to be covering different words for poop. Now, Bennett, are you ready? I mean, as ready as I'll ever be. Yeah. <laughs> so I love doing these segments with Bennett because he's not very good under pressure. <laughs> I, I I usually have to think about my words before I say them sometimes, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, adverbs. Oh. Adverbs, anonyms. God damn it, is that the right word? <laughs> <laughs> Synonyms. <laughs> yeah. And to think, I used to be on the quiz bowl team. <laughs> Well, as the uh, Nigerian superpower, um, I don't have to think. <laughs> Shit just pops out. There you go. Pun intended. And here we go. The first word I am using for another words is crap. I'm going to go with shit. I'm going to go with excrement. I'm going to go with shite. What about number two? I'm going to go with doo-doo. <laughs> Yule log. <laughs> Sorry. I just tickled myself by saying doo-doo into a microphone. <laughs> Scat. Ooh. Uh turd. Cleveland steamer. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. We're gonna pause real quick. All right, Bennett. From now on, we're gonna go through this list. No laughing. Okay. No laughing. All right, we got this? No, give me one sec. All right. All right, people at home. If you're driving, if you're listening to some headphones, take a deep breath. We're gonna all in this together. All right, I'm gonna go. Dookie. Guano. San Diego toupee. I'm going to need your sample, your stool sample. Poopy. This one's uh, a friend of mine. I always have to give a little little prelude sometimes. And it's a, sometimes it's a buying time factor. This time mm-hmm. it's not. Okay. This is one that my friend came up with. Giving birth to ugly. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Turtle head. Uh, feces? Human fudge. 
food baby. After school special. Deuce. Colon cookies. Droppings. Mud stick. Leavings. Anal fluff. Waste. Mississippi mud boat. Boston pancakes. <laughs> Boston pancakes is not a real one, Blaine. <laughs> I'm so glad you cracked. I was not going to make it past colon confetti. <laughs> Once again, top-notch research by our producer, Blaine. Uh, yes. Uh, Blaine, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for him at your house. He is the Alabama hot pocket of... <laughs> producers <laughs> food's evil cousin himself uh, Producer blaine thank you blaine um angel <laughs> angel gravy <laughs> i didn't even get to say dump oh yes i'm sorry <laughs> taking a good old-fashioned dump All uh, right. we, in. <laughs> we can put that in there ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for sticking around this has been another episode of papa don't preach big shout out goes up to our producing staff they're not just the shittiest people but some of the best another pun for you uh dna our aaron mostow they do our music ladies and gentlemen follow us on instagram follow us on twitter our youtube page is up this is papa don't preach bennett see y'all later peace out Bonker.